There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 12 of season 3 of Winona Earp. The season finale. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't even come close. This was a roller coaster ride. Now, having both 11 and 12 on the same night, on one hand was great because then we didn't have to wait with all the crazy things that happened last episode to go into this episode. But... Yeah. It was to give you a heart attack is what it was. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm shocked that the entire fandom wasn't drinking whiskey, but you never know. Yeah, I'm sure there's some still hurting from drinking so much whiskey (laughs) after this finale. Yeah, it was something else. Did we happen to get any ratings news yet? Yes, I've got rating news for that evening. Episode 11 brought in a 0.11 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.389 million viewers, making it the 92nd overall cable show for the day. And episode 12 brought in a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.339 million viewers, making it 100th overall. So apparently sports interrupted some people's watching this live. Well... I'm sure if we ever get live plus seven. Yeah, we'll definitely see a big jump in that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Why don't you take us into the crazy finale? All right. War paint. Pledge moon looms over purgatory as Winona and Waverly must find a way to end the family curse before their demonic foe puts an end to the Earp line and humanity once and for all. Okay, then. Yeah. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. All right. So I, I do have a problem with basically the final scene. So obviously we'll get there. Right. But I don't know. This thing was crazy and all over and I had so many questions. So take us in and I'll just tell you all of my freaking questions as we go. All right. Well, we start at the homestead as Winona is telling the revenants that she loved hunting and killing them all, even though she knew Willow was supposed to be the earth. I don't think that's how you get people on your side. No. <laughs> and then she goes on to admit that the only thing she's ever been good at is killing and is willing to give it up being not much of anything. Well, okay, yay. Brought a couple people back on your side. But then she also offers to share the Earp land just like they've been forced to share the curse. And no matter what else happens, they'll be free when they take down Bolshar. I still feel like that's going to be kind of strange, but hey, if it works and gets them riled up. Yep. She tells them they'll fight and they'll end Bolshar once and for all. And she offers her hands to Jarvis and she breaks the barrier by pulling Jarvis onto the homestead. Yeah, he looked a little worried. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we have fighting to do, but first we bourbon. Yes. That was my girl right there. So then we head over to the stairs and we see Bolshar transforming Peacemaker into a sword and drives it into a stone on the steps. So I was definitely wrong, thinking that maybe it was not Peacemaker, but something else. Right. And of course, by doing that, a door appears and Bolshar sends one of his beekeepers up the stairs and... The only thing we see is his helmet falling back down the stairs a few seconds later. Great. Yeah. So Bolshar tells the other beekeepers that, ah, uh, that one wasn't righteous or mortal. <laughs> you think? Okay. And as you know, all the beekeepers are there, you also have Bobo standing there. And I'm just thinking, what are you wearing? Where did those clothes come from? Right. All of a sudden he's in a military type 
outfit, not his normal fur coat. And you just right. Huh? He had a beret on. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> what is happening? Definitely not the Bobo we know. That's for sure. No, I'm like, this looks weird. Yeah. So he sends the beekeepers and Bobo off to bring him Winona's blood so that he can ascend the stairs. Oh, that'll go over great. Yeah. Back at the homestead, Waverly returns and asks Winona if she's mad. Winona says that she's not happy to see her face and is glad to see Waverly there if it's going to go down. Yeah, that is good. But at the yeah, same time, you're supposed to be out of the Coast River Triangle. Yeah, yeah, she was supposed to be safe. But really, would she have been safe? Who knows? Nah, not like one of the revenants. Comes out and says hi to Waverly. He's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he definitely is not like any of these other revenants. No. Kind of like Jarvis. Yeah. Winona says that she has an army of revenants and they're in the house. <laughs> Waverly goes, oh yeah, I can top that. Oh God. Talk about awkward. Yeah. And she explains that Charlie is actually Julian. And... He's in the nearby field, and Winona gets to see him spread his wings. Yeah, just like, poop, wings. And great, now you get to think, all right, he's an angel, but he's not just an angel. He was my mom's boyfriend. Oh, my God, that's my my sister's sister's dad. Yeah. (laughs) And you go, oh, that, you are not going to be able to live that down for a long time, Winona. No, (laughs) no, at this point, I'm... Oh. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm just thinking, yeah, I think I need a drink. Like, I totally expected her to say that. Yeah. Check in at BBD, where Justin tells Jeremy that he has found the missing Bobo. Oh, yeah? Jeremy figures that he's going to fail, figuring out how to use Bolshar's severed arm to stop him, and Robin tells him to calm down and breathe. Because he was, like, trying to listen to, like, meditation or something. And it's like, this is not working. Yeah. Kiss and Robin tells Jeremy to get back to work. And then something weird happens. Something weirder than normal, I should say. It's all weird. Yeah. Tells Robin that Doc isn't okay and they have to get going. Yes. But he gets a tingling feeling, apparently, to to realize Doc isn't okay. And he grabs his crotch. Yeah. (laughs) What? This is something completely new. Yeah. Like, he's known that Doc wasn't wasn't uh, okay before. Right. But, but seriously? Well, Doc is way worse than he's been before, too. So, maybe. That's so weird. And seeing that he had that huge man crush on him for so long. Maybe so he gets that's what tingling he... in his nethers? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm reaching it. Straws. I guess. Back at the homestead, Waverly tells Winona about Charlie and Doc. Yep. And Winona says that the whole thing is ludicrous, and finding out that she stooped her sister's dad isn't much compared to the coming apocalypse and the revenants in their kitchen. Well, well that's a lot. Tell yourself that, Winona. Right. <laughs> she tells Waverly that she needs to find Doc, and Waverly says she needs to find Nicole. Yeah, that's going to happen this episode. Right. Check in at the gardener place where Kate tells Nicole's that her wounds hurt less than Doc shooting her. And Nicole admits that she's worried about Waverly. Of course, she tries to call Waverly and Kate tells her never to apologize to her for love. Kate reads her cards and says that Waverly is with Winona and Charlie is close by. Yes, but Kate doesn't know about Charlie yet. No, and... Beekeepers break in and get to see Nicole and Kate shoot them down. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Yes, it was. But of course, one of them gets close enough to hit Nicole in the side. Okay, and obviously this is bad. Yeah. But with everything that happens, don't you think some one of the people in the house would be like, hey, let me help put a bandage on you, something. Right. This was just weird. Yeah, because... Mercedes comes in and informs them that Bolshar has released his beekeepers on all of Winona's friends. You think? (laughs) Kate smells Nicole's blood and Mercedes realizes that she's a vampire. Mercedes tells 
Nicole to go while she stays with Kate, who can't fully heal while the blood eclipse is extending the daylight. Right. So why isn't it affecting Doc? The same well, way. he hasn't been hurt yet. Right, that's true. But I thought it was is interesting with Kate saying, you smell like vanilla-tipped donuts. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Don't stay around. She might have a sweet tooth. But still, yeah. Mercedes, slap a freaking bandage on Nicole. Yeah, please. I was mad. Like, with everything, you couldn't even help out, like, in that regard? Right. Damn. After Cole's girlfriend just prettied up your face. Right. Thank you to went Now, of course, Mercedes doesn't seem like one that would know much first aid, but at least wrap a bandage around her. Yeah, she knows how to do bandages. She had them all over her face. Please, yeah. Well, back at BBD, Robin comes in with coffee and informs Jeremy that he's been deputized. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm eating a cop. Yeah. And Jeremy says that he's created an anti-venom from the arm, but it will take four months to synthesize. That's not good enough, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, that's not going to help. No. Beekeepers come in and surround them, but don't attack. Oh, my God. This was great. Yeah. And Randy arrives and open fires on the beekeepers as Jeremy and Robin duck. I love it. Nedley just comes in and he's like mumbling about getting a shirt, which we know Robin took out of his desk. Right. And just looks like, okay, boys, duck. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Hit the floor. That was really great to have Nedley back and to show that he is like really still in the fray. Right. That he hasn't retired. Right. Back doing absolutely nothing. Yes. He knows when he's needed, and I'm really happy for that. We see Nicole walking along the road, clutching at her wound, and she collapses from the shock and blood loss and passes out, and we see a man walking up to her. Yeah. Why is she walking? Yeah. I mean... To her car. Yeah. Better than driving and passing out, because who knows what would happen, but still, why is she walking? Yeah. And then when she sees whoever this man is, and I, of course, was worried... And she gets of all the, what was it, of all the gin joints and all the place? Yeah. And then passes out. I was like, oh my God. I thought that was hilarious, but I was just really surprised that she was pulling out that reference too. Right. We go back to the homestead and Winona approaches Charlie and says that his wings are nice. (laughs) What else do you say to an angel? Right. (laughs) And he tells Um, her that he didn't remember that he was Julian until Waverly touched him and he is tasked Guarding the garden. Yeah, then he got really weird, just very distant when he's talking. Like, he's not connecting to anybody. It's not just Winona. Yeah. He admits that he's never been in the garden, and he truly loved Michelle. But it was Juan Carlo who left his post first, entering the triangle disguised as a padre, and removed the garden's key, a flaming sword. Aha! There may be hope yet. Okay. He sought a mortal champion, Wyatt Earp, to wield the sword, but Wyatt left without finishing the job to see Doc before he died. So yeah, this he really wanted to get back. Doc's fault. You know what? If he wasn't screwing around. Yep. Oh, wow. And speaking of Doc, he arrives carrying Nicole and they take her to the barn. Nona gives Doc permission to enter the homestead and tend to Waverly. Yeah, but he still just stood there. Right. And Waverly's already gone into her bedroom, calling Nicole, trying to get a hold of her, and leaves a message, and turns around, and there's Bobo in the corner. And I was just like, okay, hang on. They're this close. Doc was really just, like, nonchalant about everything, because he's like, oh, I can't go in. She's, And then, you know, I notice screaming there, I give you permission, just go get her. But he right. still stands there. Right. And then all this is happening inside with Bobo in there. And how the hell did Bobo get in and nobody see him? Right. That yeah, doesn't make sense. With all those sense. revenants in the house, how did Bobo get in and get upstairs? Yes. any of them seeing. Exactly. Because he ain't invisible. And unless Bolshar gave him that uh, power that his last first lieutenant had that made him so fast that you couldn't see him, then what happens to Bobo later on wouldn't have happened. That's true. Yeah. I was like trying to think like, hmm. So knows that Waverly met her real father and then coughs up dirt like Robin. You go, have we got an epidemic here? Right. I'm like, what is this? 
we have no idea. And he informs Waverly that he's with Bolshar now and sits down next to her and tells her that he's calling in his favor. When the time comes, he wants Waverly to set him free. I was thinking this was his way of getting around whatever deal he had with Bolshar. Oh, absolutely. Seeing what happened, I don't think so. Oh, yeah? I'm not, yeah. I don't think he wanted to serve Bolshar at all. Okay. And that was his way out, was to be set free. Then he wouldn't okay. have to. Otherwise, he had been serving Bolshar for the rest of eternity. Well, I'll explain when we get to the moment. Okay. Why I thought that. But, okay, of all the people, Doc doesn't come up there. Charlie does. Right. And, you know, when he's talking, which I know we're not there, but when he's talking to, to Bobo, something is said, and I'm just like, all right, this still isn't, this is feeling like Bobo's like, I got to find a way around everything. Now, I understand what you're saying, but I'll explain a little more when we get there, because I don't want to like, I don't want to go too far ahead, because I will just start like going on and on. So, right. Back to the barn. Charlie says that he can heal Nicole, but there will be a price to pay. There always is. And it was weird because Winona and Doc said it at the same time. Right. And so I'm thinking, oh, great. What are they giving up? Oh, God, it better not be Alice. That's all I kept thinking. Right. But at the same time, you go back and you go, well, Waverly brought Charlie back to life. Oh, so what price what did she pay? did she pay for it? She didn't seem to be affected at all. Hmm. Okay. Something's that's, still not adding up here. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Right. Because Waverly used that ring a couple of times. And yeah, and a couple of times she had no idea. Right. Well, one time at least. Right. Yeah, bringing Charlie back to life is probably just as big as Charlie say healing Nicole. You would think. <laughs> now, maybe angels are a little easier to revive than humans. I, I'm just saying. This is interesting. Right. Get the wheels turning. Yeah. Now, Doc shows him the sword from the greenhouse. Charlie takes it and says that he lost it a long time ago. So how long was that angel statue there? Yeah. Why a while, I'm afraid. Charlie points out that Doc couldn't have held it if his soul was truly compromised and leaked. Yeah, you're just going to say that and walk out like nothing. Right. <laughs> oh, here, let me drop something on you, and you get to figure out what's going on. Right. So back at BBD, once Randy takes care of all the beekeepers, Jeremy gets an idea and gets a blender. He says that if they can mix Robin's immune blood with Bolshar's arm, he can create an anti-venom. Oh, and it was kind of funny when... Nedley's just like, oh, I would have pureed it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he's just throwing out one-liners, and he's just so calm. I, I don't know. But Robin's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So back to the homestead outside, Charlie removes the ring from his finger and goes into Waverly's room, where he runs into Bobo, who says it's been a long time, informs Charlie that Waverly became what she is on her own. Yeah, he seemed really ticked uh, uh, with Charlie at this point. Right, because I think he really feels that he deserted Waverly. And if it wasn't for Bobo, she might not even be there. Now, of course, Bobo coughs up some more dirt and Charlie informs him that he can't save him because Bobo gave up his free will. However, he does offer to end Bobo's existence. Bobo thanks him, but says he's already chosen his exit strategy, looking at Waverly, and then leaves. That was one of the things. When he says to Bobo, you gave up your free will. So, okay, that everything he's doing is directly because of Bolshar. But I still felt like somehow he was going to be able to pull it out and get around the deal somehow. Right. And that's why I thought, like, the way he said it, to Waverly and then now oh I've chosen my exit strategy to have Waverly do it it would get him to stop whatever Bullshar wanted right yeah so yes he gave up his free will but he also had a plan to kind of get it back yeah aye, aye, aye. yeah so Charlie informs Waverly that Nicole is okay but he used everything he had to save her he gives Waverly the ring and tells her she'll need it soon then we hear a horn and everybody piles outside. Beekeepers have arrived and surrounded the homestead. 
And then I, Doc leads the revenants in a cheer. Yeah, it's like, we're going to take them out. Yeah, maybe no. They have all these shields. Where did those come from? Right. I mean, that looked very uh, Trojan War-ish type thing almost. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty hardcore. Yep. Hey, use a metal shield to stop bullets. That's true. But I mean, I don't know. Are they even people, the beekeepers? I just, I don't know. They get knocked down by the gunshots from Nicole and Kate. So I guess they would be able to take them all out. But right, I, I just feel like it's kind of crazy. My question is, when the firefight does start and Doc all of a sudden realizes they have, and I quote uh, the devil's paintbrush. Right. They have a browning. Where the hell did the browning come from? <laughs> Not like that's being made. Like, they're still making guns and bullets. But right. I don't think they make a browning. Nope. That had to be something Bullshar stashed a long time ago. Probably with those stupid metal shields as well. I guess. Because it just seemed like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> so, of course, Winona says that they're real guns in the house. And Hui draws the beekeeper's fire so that one Winona can get into the house. I didn't understand that, too, because... There's a whole thing with the house, like in this episode. Right. The inside and outside do not match. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I did. Because there's a point where you see like an outer shot and it's a single story home. Ooh. So I'm like, Oops. hold on a second. <laughs> this does not make any uh, sense. Bedroom be upstairs. If exactly. One story. Like this makes zero sense. And I mean, it, there wasn't even like a rafter. That I can see. I'm like, right. what? what is going on? I mean, I get that, obviously, the interior is not always going to be the same as the exterior in shots. But shouldn't you fake that part? Because wasn't... Yeah, because Waverly was coming down the stairs when this starts. Because she's right. inside. Yeah. But when we're in the backyard, which we'll get to, it's a single-story home. Oops. Yeah. Goody. Come on. This didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And why are all the guns inside somewhere? Right. Well, I, that was their backup, the heavy artillery. Yeah. I don't think they were expecting to have to pull it out quite so soon. I think they were saving those for the stairs. But of course, Waverly and Charlie toss her a shotgun and they return fire. Doc returns to the barn and assures Nicole that he won't hurt her, proves it by gunning down all the beekeepers that come in. They get into the house, and Winona sh shoots him until Bobo grabs her and drags her outside, saying Bolshar will have his gift. I was kind of pissed right here. Oh, absolutely. And beekeepers hold her down on a chopping block as Bolshar looks on and go, Oh, this is not going to end well. No. They're going to because chop her I head was off. freaking out. Yeah. Because didn't he grab a, a chainsaw? Yeah, one of the beekeepers did, yep. And I'm just like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Like, there was a lot of swearing. I'm trying to be nice right now. Yeah. There was a whole lot of swearing coming out of my mouth right when this was happening. Absolutely. Now, of course, Bullshar makes sure that he grabs Winona's hand and cuts it. So he can get that blood that he so badly needs. Yeah, when it was just that, I'm like, wait, is that it? They no. were just trying to screw with her? No. <laughs> I was like, of course, the beekeeper with the chainsaw comes over and he's about to cut off her head. Charlie arrives and stabs the beekeeper. Tells Bullshar that he cannot enter the garden and Bullshar fires right back saying, you'll never see it. What? Yeah. So Bobo uses his powers, pull the sword to him. And Bolshar magically forces Charlie to his knees and Bobo stabs Charlie in the back. See, this is what I was talking about. Right. This is when I thought, because he didn't want to do this, because this was Waverly's father. He knows that it's like the only shot to really end Bolshar, that this is why he told Waverly when the time comes. Right. That it was like, shit's going to go down. You need to stop me. Right. Is what I really thought that whole thing was. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I can see that. But when he, he does that and he uses the sword, which if this is like some kind of 
magical weapon. Yes. Because it was, you know, a backup. How is Bobo able to hold it? Because isn't it just like Peacemaker where right. it was like burning him? But this wasn't. No. So I really was confused with that then. Yeah. How was Bobo able to use that angel sword at all? Right. Right. How able to touch it? Right. And then, of course, yeah. Well, the doc shoots him and he does the whole, oh, mortal weapons can't kill me. Right. Okay. I don't still don't understand how you were touching the angel sword. Right. But then Waverly comes out and Waverly's super pissed. Right. And she touches his face with the ring and like burns his eyes out. Yeah. And I was just like, where were you? And I know that's not the point, but I'm like, where were you, Waverly? Yeah. Why weren't you there like five seconds earlier to do it before you took out Charlie? Right. Oh, my gosh. So I was like super pissed with this. And like I said, that's when you see the house. That was the thing that motivated Waverly to do what she did. If she had been out there before and stopped Bobo, that probably wouldn't have been enough motivation for her to completely end him. And. I mean, she's still, like, super empathetic, though, because she's like, you could have been better. Right. And as she's ending him, she's like, you're free, and lets him go. And he doesn't fall over right away. Right. And he's just like, thank you. And then he falls over, and I'm like, what the hell? Was there something even worse that Bullshar was going to have Bobo do? And that Bobo knew? Yeah, more like. I don't know. It just seemed really strange. wanted everybody dead. So being the first lieutenant, he was going to have to kill Waverly and Winona and everybody sooner or later. And yeah, he didn't want to do that, especially Waverly. Right. Okay. He probably wouldn't have had a problem taking Winona out, but he could not take Waverly out. I wonder if he wouldn't have been able to anyway because of everything like in the past. More than likely not. So we head to the forest where Bolshar burns the tarot cards on a fire made of skulls. I think it's the the wives' skulls, isn't it? Yeah, actually. And Winona and the Revenants arrive and says that all she has to do to touch him and it's over. And why are we talking then? Yeah. Because <laughs> Bolshar turns around and says, yeah, well, it's over. And the Revenants disappear. Winona lunges at him and poof, he's gone. Yeah, and... I didn't get why all the revenants disappeared, though. I mean, all of a sudden... By using Winona's blood, it broke the curse. Right. But why did they disappear? Because are they now well and truly dead? Yes. Because I thought it was once the curse is broken, it's like, okay, then when I die, it'll be... I'll die. Right. But just like, poof, I'm gone. And oh, I guess it's... That's it. The curse is done. Yeah. I thought it was weird. And even, you know, like, Winona's like, what the hell? What right. happened? Yeah, she didn't expect that to happen. That's for sure. Because they'd been really upset at her. Because <laughs> that's not what she was promising them. So, unless he was able to poof them out as well. I don't know. So, Waverly arrives and points out that Winona's nose is bleeding. And that's when Winona realizes that Bolshar broke the curse. I just... I was confused because now he's supposed to be mortal. Right. And this is why I'm saying I'm confused because soon, if you're mortal, you don't have weird stuff like this happen. But go ahead. Keep going. So the sisters return to the homestead and Waverly kneels by Charlie's body. Jeremy and Robin arrive and Waverly tells them that the ring wouldn't bring him back. Of course, Robin looks at what's left of Bobo's body, and Waverly tells Jeremy that Winona and Doc are in the barn with Cole. He says he can see Waverly's power on her face and shows her a vial with the anti-venom. Disappearing serum, more like it. Yeah, because that way the beekeepers can't see them. Right. Winona approaches Doc in the barn, and he says he drank the last of the beekeepers' corpses and dumped their bodies in the back. How nice of Thanks. He offers his condolences on Charlie's life, and Winona said that he died for Waverly. Winona points out that Alice is free, and Bolshar used her blood to break her. Needs to be mortal to get into the garden, and he used her blood to unlink them and come vulnerable. All you need is a gun now. Yeah, it won't take too much. No. (laughs) 
Doc says he's done terrible things, but promises to fight at Winona's side if she'll have it. And why Winona does this, I don't know. She kisses him and then asks how she can trust him and then handcuffs him to the ladder. And then puts that rope soaked in holy water around in the circle and just leaves. And he's yelling, I can get out of this. And she's like, yeah, but you can't get past that. But I'm thinking, it's a ladder. Right. He can't cross it, but does that go up into infinity? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was different when he was at the bar. It's not like he can you know, super jump out through right. the bar. But I'm thinking, can't he just climb up and no longer be in the circle? Right. Like, I was still... Kind of scratching my head with that. Right. Yeah. It looked like there was definitely a way out for uh, Doc. That's usually not Winona's style. Mm-hmm. So Nicole's sitting on the porch when Waver- Waverly approaches her. Waverly sits down and Nicole's offers her her condolences on Charlie's death. They look at each other and Waverly says that she won't lose anyone else that she loves. Yeah, except you might lose yourself, which would be just as bad. She assures Nicole that she loves her and puts the ring on Nicole's finger. And of course, before Nicole can say yes, Winona calls them in. Winona, can't you give it ten seconds? Right. So inside the homestead, Jeremy explains that they need to dab themselves with the fluid he created, a crypsis, so the beekeepers can't see them. Winona serves drinks and says that she's mortal and says that Bolshar showed her that She's most afraid of losing them. Now, of course, Jeremy pipes up that he's going with them and then passes out. Uh Uh-oh, what did you do, Winona? Right. And Robin's like, you drugged the drinks. And then there, down goes Robin. And as this is happening, I'm like, I understand her motivation. Yes. But you need help. Yes. You need backup. What are you doing? Yeah. Where she tells Nicole there's only enough Christmas for one of them and she can't handle seeing their faces if she fails. Now, of course, Waverly did not get drugged. Waverly didn't even drink it. No, which was just like Waverly. Yeah, because she's like, I know you and that's why I didn't drink it. And then when she's like, I didn't drug your drink, Waverly's like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Head to the stairs. Takes out the stairs the, that she can't see. see. Right. She takes out the sword and says that she's Waverly's backup. They dab the Crispus on themselves and walk past the beekeepers. Oh, it was kind of funny, too, when Waverly's like, ugh, couldn't he have added some patchouli? And I'm thinking, ugh, patchouli? Because it smells like black licorice to me, and I cannot stand black licorice. So I'm like, dude, I'd have been like, can't you add, I don't know, any flower scent, even though I don't even like most of those scents? And it picks up it instead of whatever gross arm scent it is, arm blood scent, because it's pretty much what it is. Right. So they call out Bolshar, who is partially transformed into a snake form. Yeah, that's where I start having questions. If he's mortal, you don't have snake skin on you and weird crap happening. You're mortal. What's up with that? Well, he's mortal, but that still doesn't keep him from transforming into what he actually is. I'm confused with that. <laughs> okay. Now, of course, Winona figures that she can kill him since he's mortal. And Bullshire says, bring it on, B. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he avoids Winona's first swing and teleports away. And then pops in behind her, grabs her by the throat and takes a sword. Hacks at her and Waverly pulls Peacemaker sword from the stairs. After Winona's like, she's floating. That was funny. But again, how is the bad guy holding this major sword? Right. I it's don't understand. Maker, but it's it's yeah, the backup. If he can turn back into a snake, he shouldn't be able to hold an angel sword. Yes. Once again. Because he turns around and tells Waverly that only a hero can wield the sword. Then why are you touching it? Right. And Waverly says, Charlie taught her that she can name a hero, and she names Winona the Chosen and tosses her the sword, and now Winona can see the stairs. Yes, I loved it. Oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then the sword bursts into flames, and it's suddenly, yeah, the burning angel sword. Right. And I feel like it, 
I don't know, should have grown so she can get a better distance or right, something. Right. I don't know. Sure, right. Because they once again fight, and as the fight is going on, Waverly discovers that she's trapped on the stairs by some shield that will not let her get down. Yeah, and that was kind of weird, too. Why did that suddenly pop up? Right. Yes, it was because of her taking the sword out of the stair, but... As we get through this, there's something doesn't completely add up right. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Now, Winona finally does cut Bolshar down, saying that it's for Charlie, for humanity, and Winona's family. And, of course, Bolshar suggests they enter the garden together. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, then you're going to die. Well, no, you're the one that's going to die, because Winona stabs him through the chest, and Bolshar pleats his transformation into snake form, and unfortunately bites her in the neck before disintegrating. Yeah, that's the other part. It was like, all of a sudden, he's like, okay, long neck snake, I bite you, and you're supposed to be mortal. You're not supposed to have all these weird powers, then, if you're mortal? Ah. So, of course, Winona collapses, dying, and out of nowhere, Doc runs up to her and feeds on her blood. Really, Doc? Oh, I know. I was, like, super now, pissed. Now? You're doing this now? Right. Jumping on her like that. I'm like, what the hell? I was, like, super pissed. Right. And it isn't until he starts spitting the venom out that you go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a huge mouthful of venom. It's, like, holy crap. Right. And- because Waverly's still stuck and, like, hitting it. And Winona, as she lays there before he comes up and it looks like, you know, she's dying. She's like, it's okay, baby girl. Yeah. It'll be fine. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Right. Yeah. You're going into, you know, heart rates are well over 150 beats a minute. And you're just going, is this going to get any worse? And it does. Cause yeah, why not? Because the door opens at the top of the stairs and vines start coming out. What you are know? those? Is this wait the weird thing that tried to come out like before? Yeah. Wait a minute. Are you sure we're talking the Garden of Eden? Because this looks more like Channel Zero. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But I I was thinking back when they were going to cross with Willa. Yeah. When they were going to cross and like the weird vine tentacle thing. Right. That's why I was thinking, oh, crap, maybe this is something like that. Right. It sure the hell could be. Of course, Winona thanks Doc for sucking out the venom. (laughs) <laughs> and he says, well, you tasted heroic. Right. But then he kind of fell over. And it, I thought maybe he didn't spit out all the venom because I thought he was dying all of a sudden. Right. And Vines grab Waverly. Oh, my God. And, and this start is what... pulling her to the doorway. And I think I started tearing up. Yeah, because Waverly asked Winona to tell Nicole that she loves her. Right. And, of course, Winona's like, no, you tell her. And she runs for the stairs. But... You know, there's that force field. Right. That keeps Winona from getting in. And then once Waverly's through the door, all of a sudden this high-pitched ringing noise just deafens Winona and Doc. What the hell is that? Right. Somebody's got, has pulled the wool over a whole bunch of people's eyes, I'm afraid. Something happened, yeah. Bullshars. Because, of course, when the ringing ends, Doc gets up, removes his gun belt, and despite Winona telling him he's not mortal, he manages to step through the barrier. Okay, so this is where I, at first when he removes his gun belt, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Right. I'm like, now is not any time of sexy time. Right. But as he, yeah, is going through, I'm like, well, how did he even walk over the threshold? Right. And then, oh my gosh, when um she's like, she's up there, she doesn't even have a weapon. And he looks back at Winona and he's like, or I am a weapon. Right. And I'm thinking, how are you walking through? Because we know what Bullshar said. Now, what Bullshar said could have been total BS, too. Right. Or it could, like I said, it could be that somebody has pulled a fast one on everybody and they are not anywhere near the Garden of Eden. That's true. That this has all been an evil, evil setup to get a... Minor demon out of the way. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, Winona, of course, is crying. Yes. And 
and Doc tells her you're the only one who can use the flaming sword, and I'm crying. And he looks back, and it's like, you just wanted them to say I love you something. Right. But he walks through, and I'm like, I do not understand. And then I'm just thinking, wait a second. How did he get out of the cuff? How did he get across the holy water? And then I'm like, we didn't actually see him do any vampy stuff after Waverly, like, cried and, like, rubbed her tears on him. Right. So maybe, you know, she changed him back to mortal. Right. It's very possible that she did. And I was just like, are you kidding me? What is happening? I was not in a good place when this, no, when because, I was watching this. Right, because when Doc does his sucking on Winona's neck, when he comes out of it, you don't see the, the red eye glow or, in yeah. his uh, teeth or anything. So it's very possible that he's been restored. Right, like maybe somehow between Charlie's blood and Waverly, everything she said and did, like he he's changed. And then... Since he was able to pick up the sword. Right. Yeah, maybe a lot has changed and they're just not showing us it. Right. Now, of course, Winona returns to the homestead and calls for the others. Nobody answers. Yet we see the word Valdez scratched on the wall. And I know everything I've seen on Twitter was like, who the hell's Valdez? Yeah, that nobody has a clue. Right. And of course, the one person who would probably be able to find this out, Waverly is a little bit unaccessible. I can't even talk. I'm like so stressed with this episode. Yeah. So Winona goes into purgatory and discovers that it's abandoned, goes into shorties and finds Randy pouring drinks. Yeah. I I thought this was funny. Yeah. Because, again, we needed Nedley and he was totally there. But why is he the only one? I mean, they evacuated the town. So, I mean, right. I, I can see that. Yeah, okay. you expected there to be nobody there. But he, he was hanging out because no matter what, I think at heart, he's like, I need to be here for these girls. Right. And when she's like, everybody's gone, he's like, yep, now what? Yeah. Garden isn't the paradise that they thought, but is sure that everyone inside of it is alive. Well, we hope. Yeah, we hope. Randy wonders what they'll do and... Winona grabs a shotgun and says they'll get him back. <laughs> and he grabs the other shotgun and agrees. Well, did he just agree? I'm telling you, I had it on. Jason happened to walk in. He goes, wait a second. What channel is this on? <laughs> I was like, I think they saved up all of their uh, their swearing. just yes, for <laughs> this episode. Yes. Yeah, it's like, all right, how many? How much can we get away with? Yeah. Like, maybe it went just past 10 o'clock yeah, so they could get away. Get away with it. I was like, whoo, I was not expecting that. No. And then I'm like, wait, did they really say it? Or did they just partially say it and we and we fill in the blank? Right. Just enough of it to be able to know what the meaning of the Right. Was. Right. Let's I don't know, like honestly, but you know, why not? Right. I loved it that it just happened. And yeah, I just kind of threw my husband for a loop. Like all of a sudden he's like, wait a second. <laughs> Did they say that? Yeah. What station are you watching? Yeah. So this was insane. And we have another season. Yes. There are so many more questions than answers at this point. <laughs> right. Because right now it's Winona and Nedley. Yeah. And okay. Well, mama's we- out there somewhere. Right. But which way did they go? I guess they, Winona figures Doc is the only one that's going to be able to save Waverly because she can't get up the stairs. At least not that we know of. Well, it blocked her, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Because it's not just the righteous, because obviously a beekeeper went up the stairs. Right. And so do they go for Nicole and Jeremy and Robin? I don't know what's happening. The only clue is Valdez. Winona's not the best at research. Well, hopefully Nedley is, yeah. because something's got... Yeah, and this they... is why I almost, like, there was that moment where I'm like, Doll's going to suddenly come back. He's going to just be there, and he's going to be the one to help save them. I don't know. I was just expecting something, because it was just so crazy. Right. Hey, Steve, did we get any feedback for this episode? Oh, we sure did. Once again, our best bud 
Fred has provided us some feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Fangirl Zone podcasters. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some final feedback on season three of Winona Earp. First off, I want to thank you for this ride along with you through Winona Earp land, Kildjoy's land, the crossing land. It was very nice and really got connected. And I want to thank Sean once more for her gift. And as I'm recording here, the poster of Winona Earp with the autographs of some of the actors on it is just hanging above my head. So what about this episode? I have to say it is a bit confusing, all this supernatural stuff and how the story hooks into what all happened before is sometimes a little difficult to understand. Of course, being as fanboy F on Urpapalooza, I got to know the actors. I really like their acting and knowing them a little bit in person, it makes quite a difference. But the story on its own sometimes gets so confusing that I think, well, do I really, really like this? But perhaps I have to rewatch it again. Okay, some storylines come together. And so what the role was from Juan Carlo, what Julian's role is, why Winona can't get into the Garden of Eden, because she is the guardian now, as I understand it. Doc is being mortal again, so he is devampirized. That's one of the questions I had last uh, episode, last podcast. Waverly is the angel, or half an angel, or whatever. They are talking about being pulled into the Garden of Eden after something tried to get out. Is there a role for Waverly and Winona's mother there? If you are in the Garden of Eden, do you want to get out? It should be perfect there. So, I don't know. And then having Natalie and Winona as the only ones still left in town. Well, fortunately, we have a fourth season. So, we just wait for all that. And I'm considering to go to Urpapalooza again in 2019. In St. Louis, um, I have a genetics conference around that time again, although uh, it doesn't fit so well as last year, because then there was just one day in between. Now I have five. And in those five days, I perhaps will even visit Steve. So I'm looking forward to all that. All the best for the next year. I will look for another series you are podcasting about to join you, although most of them are far into the season or several seasons, so, and I'm not much of a binge watcher, so it should actually be a new series. Okay, greetings, all, all, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Well, we appreciate you for all the feedback you've given us on all these uh, fantastic shows that we've watched here recently, and we sure hope we can find some new ones that you will enjoy, that we will enjoy, and (laughs) can do some more (laughs) of course thank you for the thank yous and of course you're welcome for the prize pack because you've done so much so that was awesome yes bit confused i think that's the entire fandom (laughs) right but hold on so that's all i say just hold on if you can research a little of the supernatural stuff and i'm not talking about any kind of in-depth research that might makes it a little bit easier yeah storylines converging which very welcome on my part, at least. I, I'm guessing everybody was happy that we got explanations and a little, some things kind of tied up. Yeah, we finally got to meet Julian and figured out what he was and what Juan Carlos' role was. We didn't get an explanation of why Winona couldn't get in, but like I said on the podcast, I don't think that's the Garden of Eden. Yeah, I'm questioning. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> no. And I don't know, is Vamp not, I mean, is Doc not a vamp? I don't know. I was still yeah. questioning that whole thing. Yeah, so was I. I'm not 100% sure he's completely mortal, but you never know. And yeah, whatever was trying to get out that ended up pulling waves in, I'm not sure. Is not heavenly. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem that way. So do you want out if you're in Eden? I don't know, because honestly, there's another show that I'm watching that Eden isn't Eden, it was Edom, and it's kind of purgatory. Yeah. So, you never know. Maybe that's more like where they're going with this. Very well could be. I'm guessing Mom's not going to be there, but that's just my thought. 
Right. Yeah. Seeing that Julian died, I can't see Mama Earp coming back either. I am kind of excited to see Nedley and Winona work more together. Yes. No, I do believe Nicole and everybody else will come back into town to find out what happened, of course. But I kind of hope it's a little bit more Winona and Nedley team up. Well, again, we'll find out. Yes. In season four. But as much as we're excited for season four, season four apparently is in question now. Yes. I don't know. And that's not good. (laughs) So get out there and let IDW know that you want Winona season four, five, and six that Sci-Fi says that they were willing to do so. That's interesting because normally three more seasons, yeah. yeah. Normally it's sci-fi that's backing out. So yeah, let's hope. And enjoy Erpalooza in St. Louis. Hopefully we will find some time to uh, meet up between your conference and convention. So I am definitely looking forward to that. If you're going, maybe we can finally get you a shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of in between the middle of us here. Sean's just north and I'm southwest of St. Louis. So who knows what might happen in a few months. So once again, Fred, we appreciate all your feedback on all the shows, especially Winona. And let's keep our fingers crossed that we do get to do it for at least one more season. I'd love to have three. That would be awesome. But as for a new series, I'm not sure what you would enjoy right now. I mean, we have a couple that are going to be coming back that you can probably catch up without really binge-watching, like hardcore binge-watching, because they're only, what, six or ten episodes, I think, was Krypton and Happy. So, otherwise, if there's something that catches your eye, why don't you let us know? There you go. I'm always down for something new, even if it's not on sci-fi. Yep. We did The Crossing. It wasn't on sci-fi, so. Rewatch. So, yeah, you see something? Let us know. Thank you so much for everything, Fred. And thank you for sticking with us and listening and doing all of this for us, especially covering Urpa Palooza. And we look forward to hearing you for the new season. I'm just going to keep saying the new season. Well, now that we've all had a minute to take a deep breath and kind of reflect on this, what do you guys think about the show and the season finale? Do you think they're going to be able to answer all the questions that they threw at us? So shoot us an email at sci-fi talk. That's S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. Wow. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying our podcast. I hope you're enjoying any cons that you're at. And hopefully you're seeing some of our cohorts running around. And apparently right now, Melanie is headed out in new york doing everything out there so you know if you guys see her out there and you're taking pictures we'd love to see the photos that you have and we'd share them on our facebook page and our web page if i can ever figure out that part so if you go to fangirlzone.com you can see everything that we have up there currently and hopefully i'll get it fixed very soon to get all the photos up i'm still trying to figure this out or maybe you can just give me pointers if you know how to work all that <laughs> I know there's a whole lot more people, way more skilled in web design than I am. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, deep breath, I am Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. Yeah, but is it into the world great? And until next time.